Power and Praise by Merlin R. Carruthers. The second half of chapter one, The Power and Praise. To praise God is to delight ourselves in Him. Be delighted with the Lord, then He will give you all your heart's desires. Psalm 37, 4. Notice the order of importance here. We don't list our heart's desires and then delight ourselves in the Lord in order to get them. We're first to be delighted, and once we've experienced being really delighted with God, we'll discover that everything else becomes secondary. Still, it is true that God does want to give us all our heart's desires. Nothing short of that is His wish and plan for us. If we could only learn to be delighted with the Lord in everything first, A Christian couple had two sons. One was their pride and joy. He lived at home and shared his parents' warm and happy Christian faith. Once when I was having dinner with them, they confided in me that their older son was a rebel and gone from home. He had graduated from college with honors, but had turned his back on his parents and on established society. The unhappy parents asked if I had any advice for them. I explained that I believed that God had given them this son and was answering their prayers for his salvation. If your prayers are sincere, then you can be sure that his present life will be used by God to work out what is best for him and for you, I said. I understand, said the father. We want only what is best for our boy, and this must be God's way and will for all of us. We joined hands around the dinner table and thanked God for working out his plan in the way he knew was best. A short time later, the family wrote me. Since our meeting, the parents had persisted in thanking God for their son's way of life, even if they found it hard to understand. Then one day, their son had an accident on his bike and received a painful injury to his foot. Temporarily crippled, he decided to come home for a while. He informed his parents that he'd left a trail of unpaid bills across the country. The parents prayed about it and decided that if God had really been at work in all of the events in their son's life, he had also allowed the bills. So they thanked him for every one of them and paid the debts in full. Their son was amazed. He had expected to be reprimanded and told to take care of his own obligations. Instead, His parents were relaxed, loving, and appeared to accept his way out style of dress and hair without cringing. One evening, some young Christians came to visit the younger son. The older brother was obviously irritated by the intrusion, but his painful foot kept him from leaving the house. Enthusiastically, the young Christians shared what Jesus Christ had done and was doing in their lives. At first, the older brother offered scathing criticism of what he called their naive and unrealistic approach to life. But soon, he was listening attentively and asking probing questions. Before the evening was over, he had turned his life over to Jesus Christ. His parents joyfully wrote that there was an immediate and drastic change in their older son's life. He dedicated himself to follow Jesus and serve him. Eagerly, he studied the Bible. 
And within a few days, he asked for and received the baptism and the Holy Spirit. The experience the followers of Jesus had received on their first Pentecost after Christ's death and resurrection. A few days later, he met a Christian girl. Soon they were engaged to be married. Months of anxious and concerned prayers had previously not brought a change in this young man. Only when the parents turned to God in joyful acceptance of the present condition of their son's life was the door open for God to complete his perfect plan for all of them. God does have a perfect plan for your life and for mine. We may look at the circumstances surrounding us and think we've been standing still forever in one painful spot. The more we pray and cry for God to help us, the more the circumstances seem to pile up. The turning point cannot come until we begin to praise God for our situation instead of crying for him to take it all away. A young woman wrote and told me how she had reached the end of her rope. Certain embarrassing personal circumstances had caused her to lose her self-respect and she began to neglect her looks. Eating was my way out, she wrote, and soon pounds began to pile up all over my body till I looked like a three-ring circus. My husband began looking at other women and one day he moved out asking for a divorce. Bills began to accumulate. Her nerves stretched to the breaking point and the thought of suicide became more frequent. All this time, I prayed continually, she wrote. I read my Bible, went to church every time the doors were open and asked everyone I knew to pray for me. My Christian friends kept telling me to keep the faith. Don't let it get you down. Things will be better tomorrow, but everything kept getting worse. Then someone gave me prison to praise. I read it, and at first I couldn't believe you were serious. No one in his right mind could expect me to be thankful for everything that I was going on, going on in my life right then. But the longer I read and the more I cried, slowly, it dawned on me that what you said was real. Those scripture verses about thanking God for everything. I'd read them in my Bible countless times and never really understood what they meant. She decided to try thanking God for everything. After all, what could she lose? She'd been gaining weight so rapidly that she knew she could suffer a serious heart attack at any time. With a faint glimmer of hope, she knelt in her living room to pray. God, I thank you that my life is just as it is. Every problem has been your gift to bring me to the place where I am right now. You wouldn't have permitted any of these things to happen if you hadn't known that it was the best for me. God, you really do love me. I mean it, God. I know you do love me. At this point, her prayer was interrupted by the dog barking loudly at the mailman. Every day, the dog greeted every visitor to her house with intensive barking. 
that was one of the many irritating little incidents that seemed to pile up to make her days miserable beyond endurance. As she got up and moved toward the door to silence the dog with the usual sharp command, she suddenly remembered, I'm supposed to be thankful for everything. Okay, God, thank you for my barking dog. The mailman brought a letter and she stared at the familiar handwriting on the envelope. It couldn't be. She hadn't heard from her husband for months. God couldn't have moved that quickly. With trembling hands, she opened the letter and read, If you are still willing, there may be a way that we can work out our problems. God's timing had been perfect. Joyfully, this young lady was now able to believe that God was indeed working in her life for good. She went on to lose weight like butter sliding off a hot plate. Her friends began to comment, You look so good. What has happened to you? You don't look like the same person. The same person? Yes and no. She was the same physical being, but she now lived in a new dimension of faith, knowing that God was working in every detail of her life for good. Her husband returned and they were reunited. She wrote, Some mornings I wake up hearing myself talking to God, saying things like, Oh God, thank you for a beautiful day. I love you. The turning point in her life came when she began to accept her present circumstances with thanksgiving. This is a perfect illustration of a spiritual principle at work. God has a perfect plan for our lives, but he cannot move us to the next step until we joyfully accept our present situation as part of that plan. What happens next is God's move, not ours. Some people would like to deny that fact. They look at the transformation taking place in the lives of people who have learned to praise God for everything, and they insist that the explanation is a simple one. A changed attitude causes changed circumstances, they say. It is simple psychology. When you stop complaining and start smiling, you feel different. Others treat you differently, and your whole life can undergo a dramatic change for the better. I will agree with that formula. Smile and the world will smile with you. Cry and cry alone. I believe it is a sound piece of advice up to a point. But praising God is something more than a change in our own attitude. The phrases praise the Lord or thank God are used so glibly by many of us that we tend to lose sight of their real meaning. There is power in our words of praise. There is power in our attitude of thankfulness and joy. But God is omnipotent and retains absolute control. We need to remind ourselves of that fact frequently. It is easy to fall into the trap of thinking that we have the power to manipulate or change a situation simply by reciting a certain form of prayer. When we sincerely accept and thank God for a situation, believing that He has allowed it to come about, there is released into that situation a supernatural, divine force 
that causes changes beyond what can be explained as an unfolding of natural events. While I was serving as a chaplain at Fort Benning, Georgia, a young soldier brought his wife to my office for help. She was suffering with horrible flashbacks from LSD and the medical doctors had been unable to prescribe a cure. Fear and pain had etched deep lines into her pretty face. I can't sleep, she said. I can't even close my eyes for a minute without seeing horrible animals rushing at me. Her husband explained that whenever his wife fell asleep from sheer exhaustion, she would begin to scream almost immediately. I try to shake her awake, but sometimes it takes 10 minutes to bring her back to consciousness. And all that time she screams with an anguish that is driving me to despair as well, he said. I listened to their tragic story and said, I have only one suggestion. Please kneel with me and let us thank God that you are like you are. They stared at me as if they were sure I hadn't meant what I said. Carefully, I explained how I had learned that God wants us to be thankful for all things. Everything that has happened in your life so far has served to bring you to this very point, I said. I believe God loves you and is going to do something very wonderful for you. Now he wants you to thank him for everything that has brought you to him. I leafed through my Bible and showed them the scriptures I had underlined. Both accepted what they heard and knelt to thank God for everything in their lives, particularly the flashbacks from drugs. I could feel the presence of God in the room. The Holy Spirit is making it clear that he is healing you right now, I said. I placed my hand on the girl's head and prayed. Thank you, Lord, for healing this girl right now. She opened her eyes and looked amazed. Something has happened to me. When I closed my eyes to pray, I didn't see anything. Jesus has healed you, I said. Now he wants you to come now he wants to come into your life as a savior. 